and welcome to another episode of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. Hello, my name is Adam Gobeski, and welcome to the 125th episode of the Gobeski Wallace Report, which is a tag show. We hope you enjoy it. P.S. Please don't sound like you're reading these lines off a script. Thanks, Charlie. Yes, I'm really excited too, Adam. We've got a lot of really interesting clips that uh, hit the cutting room, the, I guess, virtual cutting room floor, (laughs) so to speak. And we hope you all enjoy every single one of them. You didn't write me any more lines after this point, so I don't know what to say. (laughs) There's a reason for that. Fine. It's roll clips. I thought for a while I was over Star Wars, but I think I'm actually over Star Wars tie-in advertising. Oh. <laughs> like there, yeah. I think there's just so much of it that I'm just like, what does Nissan have to do with Star Wars, right? <laughs> I, uh, the well, parts that everyone forgets about, you know, when you can look back at great legendary movies and not really remembering all the advertising, just oversaturating. Yeah, but I think it's sort of a new problem in that Disney wants to have a Star Wars movie every year. So in some respects, it's like never stops. That's true. It's not like you have another three years, you know, of just like toys or comics or things like that. It's like all you got to do is wait six months and then there'll be a glut of yeah tie in advertisement. Somebody on Twitter posted a picture of Dole Banana with a sticker on it that was the last Jedi sticker. There's a tie in there, too. When you buy a banana. Perhaps you'll be convinced when you see uh, when you see a porg on there. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh man, I wasn't gonna go uh, see Star Wars, but this banana. Well, I thought the other way around. I wasn't gonna buy this banana, <laughs> but now that I see Star Wars on it, maybe I should eat healthier. <laughs> they should. You really do that for uh, more more fruits and vegetables themed vegetables <laughs> and fruits. But before we get there, I understand it's time for an edition of our favorite brand new segment, the Gobeski Chocolates Report. Woo! Perhaps our best coordinated Gobeski Chocolates Report ever, actually. Yeah. You guys actually pronounced the S as well this time. Oh, yeah. Gotta be chocolates plural to to align with Wallace. He's not Charlie Walla. That's in the old canon. We can't have that discussion. Oh, he's no we no longer know if he is uh 35 lizards in a skin suit <laughs> mm. <laughs> no no that's chuck walla you may not know but i know <laughs> <laughs> you probably had to drag over the heat lamps and install them in his house didn't you that's you know it's a, it's a good side hustle <laughs> <laughs> he claimed they were grill lamps and then he lied to me <laughs> he's just trying to grow his his own lizard flesh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird episode. <laughs> and we're just we're just starting. <laughs> hey But um actually I think the impetus for this one was Doug. What do we got today, Doug? How did you find these chocolates? Uh found them staring found them at me. Well, thank you. We don't know that yet. We haven't tried them. Uh, Found enough. them staring at me uh, at the checkout lane at the local Meyer. Hmm. Checkout. Uh, ri- yeah, ridiculously though, uh, they hadn't yet come out with the same sized bags. So uh, I really hope these are good because I've got half a pound of each flavor. 
Because they were all sharing size. Oh, yeah, I am in the same situation. I could only find the sharing size. That is why I did not pick up raspberry. Oh, you just assumed it wasn't going to be good? Well, it had strawberry nut, right? So... Yeah, but dark chocolate raspberry should be good. Well, you'll you'll have to tell us. Why don't we start with crunchy raspberry? Of our three flavors today, crunchy raspberry, crunchy mint, and crunchy espresso. Okay. So at this point, we're past Spider-Man. We're past a couple of X-Men movies. So Hollywood has reason to believe that superhero movies are are good moneymakers. Yup. And what's your point? I don't know. It's kind of where <laughs> kind of where things are going at this point. I mean, before You're just now, announcing. I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm telling you all what Hollywood thinks, which I'm very in tune with. Right. Well, you are such specifically a from 2000. Yeah, specifically from 2003. <laughs> Since then, uh, who knows? But you're like the A.O. Scott of our uh, podcast. <laughs> Which was, okay, this is completely unrelated, and I'll cut it. You, you all were talking about the 40-year-old virgin, and I remembered, like, I think A.O. Scott and somebody else did, like, the top 25 movies of since the beginning of the century, like, since 2000. Yeah, okay. And that was, they put that at number 25 Ugh. of all movies oh. in the last 18 I mean, years. that's such a hateful movie. <laughs> I, I mean... It's A.O. Scott, so you kind of expect him to do something like that. Well, Just no, to be it's, a contrarian. It's, yeah, it, it's A.O. Scott, so having a correct take is just not his brand. <laughs> Zane, so, so you still play Magic? Uh, no, I, I don't. Because <laughs> I remember playing Magic with uh, Dan during uh, like conferences for NHS. We were running the bell. I don't know if Dan remembers this, but I remember this. <laughs> but I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. For National Honor Society, you had to do like three projects. And one of the projects was like, oh, do the parent teacher conference bell. And Dan and I did that. And they put us in this little room that I had not known even existed. And I had like the computer server and then like this button that you press to ring the bell. And Dan and I <laughs> clearly and a person were, clearly a two person job. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan and I were playing magic, and then occasionally we'd go, oh, crap, and go run and hit the bell. <laughs> Dan, have you ever seen the show Lost? I have. Oh, it's like that. <laughs> She's kept yes. pressing the <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> like, so it's a great question. Like. I like talking about it. I think it's a great question. I don't actually know the answer. Like we're kind of bouncing back and forth between sides just to make arguments because I don't think either of us really falls on one <laughs> side or the other, right? Oh, so I firmly think that all theatrical things are movies, and if it's not in a theater, it's not a movie. Oh, really? Okay, I do. Okay, yeah, it's a TV movie or a streaming movie, right? It's some subcategory, but it doesn't get called a movie. Like I, I wouldn't call "She Desires Revenge" the Lauren. Eskimo story or whatever lifetime thing right exists right that's not a movie is a Serbian film a movie uh was the Serbian film released in theaters in Serbia oh I don't know I don't know whether that was released or not it's some like supposedly disgustingly gory movie like one of the worst like movies to ever watch oh you're actually referring to something specific uh, Serbian film. to yes. all Serbian films yes. Serbian film. It's yes. like some sort of trap, movie? Alex. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a very trap sort of question. A Serbian film, horror film, sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, 
I would say it looks like it got a theatrical release. So, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a movie. Okay. Right. We're not having a conversation about the merits of particular films, right? And, like, yeah. whether... Uh, like what, what kind of quality goes into filmmaking to make it a film? Right, know, like whether or, like Citizen yeah. Kane and Sisters yeah. should be on the same level or Trainwreck or whatever. So right? if I compiled the best of, of Logan Paul YouTube videos and then released it in theaters, that would then be a movie? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, so you'd have... Okay. <laughs> right? You would have to release it in some sort of limited release that wasn't just purely a, a festival. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that it got to some but number if, of theaters. But if you could get like a local movie chain to to premiere your Logan Paul supercut, all right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so and yeah, here's here's my question to you. Kind of like the I, Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Well, that's a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a question. I don't so, know how many theaters that got into, but probably more than United Passions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the FIFA story, the World Cup. <laughs> oh, all right. Off- all right. The one that made $918 total in the United States. <laughs> you know, I I almost was like, oh, didn't Doug want to see the big chill? Like, maybe I should save this episode for Doug. And then I asked Adam, he was like, no way. You're misremembering that. <laughs> yeah, you should absolutely force Doug to watch the big chill. He'd really enjoy that. <laughs> Tell him you can't do it without him pretty sure i saw like it was less than 10 minutes it was enough to see the intro and, and basically be like oh these people are awful <laughs> i think i would technically classify it as an info hazard like just those 10 minutes were emotionally damaging <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i do think there's pro- almost certainly a built-in generational difference in that movie oh yeah i think so i i think I'm willing to bet that speaks to baby boomers in a way it doesn't speak to any other generation. <laughs> you know, like how uh, Catcher in the Rye is supposed to, you know, speak to people too. And I hated that book. I was just like, you're a, such an asswipe. Like, just get over yourself. <laughs> no, he's disaffected and alienated. And we all, you know, we should associate with that. And like, no, he's terrible. Oh, well. Ugh. Gosh, I was kind of somewhere in the middle there on Catcher in the Rye. Hated that book. Maybe I mean, yeah. the worst book I read in school. I guess wow. we're, we're way off topic now, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of one of my... Actually, what you just said is one of my pet peeves about that, because I don't think... What do you think J.D. Salinger was was trying to make a completely sympathetic character? I think he's supposed to be an asshole. Yeah. And you might not yeah. like him, but I think he's supposed to be sort of a guy that was like, Okay. disaffected okay. Yeah, and like, like I enjoyed annoyed and you're not supposed to like him then, then the riddle me this sure sure Batman. okay and why sh- prefacing why this with I saying I haven't it? read it and yeah, yeah it's fine. Since <laughs> I think this is a more general question anyway but why should I want to spend time with someone I don't like because it's art no that's terrible <laughs> you can appreciate it without liking it I don't even appreciate it it was awful Poorly but have you have you seen? That's right. I went there. His I, son's I work in Captain America. Now that is quality. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. See, agreed. If only he had had been closer to his son in the way he approached the material, it would have been so much better. Oh yeah, we were talking about curating fake news feeds today. Oh yeah, that was a fun combo. What? Curating fake news feeds or curating fake news? Feeds. <laughs> I think both actually came from 
the idea that, you know, we could kind of go the other way with newsfeed. So instead of having it procedurally generated by an algorithm, you could have somebody who designs your newsfeed for you, like sort of like uh, one of those uh, wardrobe services, you know, where they send you like, oh, what are your tastes? And we'll send you these things and maybe you'll like them. You could do that with a newsfeed. <laughs> what? So I'm like, hey, Doug, uh, what are the sorts of things you're interested in in seeing in the news? Um, well, raccoon cooking tips. Okay. Uh, the crafty survivalist.com says. <laughs> vape juice, apparently. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's throw in a little bit of retro. Uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Top 10 box mods to maximize your cloud production. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, it's easy. I mean, you don't need a computer to do this. <laughs> you just need a computer to write the articles for you. <laughs> yeah, so for a while I thought I was just sick of Star Wars, but then I found myself really getting into these despecialized editions. Hmm. Oh. The, the fan projects that uh, basically try to restore the movies to the to the original versions. Yeah. At the, but at like a, a, a good quality picture because the, you know, the VHS tapes aren't great and the one DVDs are pretty poor and stuff. So, so I yeah. definitely went and uh, ordered the Blu-ray so I was morally covered when it came to uh, downloading and looking some of the uh, the fan oh, nice. edits myself. I think I've, I've seen the uh, de-specialized editions as well. I feel like it's a great way to introduce new people to Star Wars who have never seen it at all. Yeah. Here's the current, unfortunately, the current definitive edition or whatever. Of, yeah, of, I mean, with, I guess that's up for debate, but. With Hayden Christensen and episode six and stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. So I was really excited for Solo when the new trailer came out or the most recent trailer came out. And then. Really? Stu- yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it because I had forgotten that it existed, basically. It just reminded uh-huh. me. But then I started reading more into the stuff that you had already described, I think, on a previous podcast about the troubled production. And mm. then I oh. lost all of my enthusiasm for it. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Everyone apparently bucked up when Ron Howard came on, like on the set. But okay, still, it was basically exactly what you said, where... No, like Lord Miller didn't really know what they were doing as far as handling a project of this size and these budget constraints and everything. I think parted amicably, but exactly. So although in a lot of senses, I hear that a lot of the stuff is reshoots at this point, like a lot of it had already been done and just go back and redo stuff. Remember, Rogue One just went went through extensive, extensive reshoots that from most reports basically completely changed the picture. Really? Yeah. Well, I wish Ron Howard the best of luck. I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be just fine. At the very least, I it'll don't. be just fine. You don't? <laughs> no, he doesn't need my luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm opening the bag. Did anyone else get the raspberry flavor? I did, yes. Then you should also open the bag, right? Yes. I'm opening up in front of the uh, microphone. It, it, it smells encouraging, but... Possibly chemically. Yeah, it kind of has that sort of like chemically. Oh, oh no. Flavor. Artificial flavors. <laughs> no mention of natural flavors. And they are, I see three colors oh, in here. White. Yep. Uh, More of an off-white. Yeah, brown and red. Red? Oh, yes. Wait, where does white come in for a freaking raspberry? 
The hairs? Shouldn't these be like red and green? The little hairs on the raspberries? <laughs> I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I, I would put them in a different proportion and not a one to one to one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, are we ready to give it a try? Sure. I'm assuming they're all going to be the same flavor, right? That's how it works. They don't. I assume. I'm just going to shovel them all into my mouth together. So it'll be the same flavor regardless. <laughs> I do notice shape-wise, shape they're all kind of different lumpy shapes they're even within any color scheme they're not the same size i don't know maybe i got like a a rejected bag or something yeah that sounds like poor quality control (laughs) uh yeah so while charlie was talking i was chewing um not bad i'm gonna give it you know after the first taste a tentative thumbs up you have to describe the flavor um very strong chocolate flavor it it's like it's like a honestly like a raspberry flavored nougat that you'd get in uh, a Christmas assortment of chocolates. Yeah, so I think, but is it crunchy? Oh yes, it's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not nougat texture. No, no, it's it's like the crispy M and M's, but slightly coarser, maybe. Yeah, personally, I'm still getting like you were right with the smell, sort of that mid medicinal sort of fruit mm. flavor, just a tiny bit of it. It's not yeah. too bad, but it depends whether you like that or not. I'm not the hugest fan. I don't really think like I that fake an entire half-pound bag in one sitting. <laughs> so I think I might have to use the resealable zipper and move on. So score out of ten? Seven and a half. I would say a, a, a six. I mean, I'd rather have just regular M and M's. I appreciate the crunchiness for sure, but I kind of knew this was not going to be going to be my. Yeah. Thing. I mean, so that's the. Uh, it's I would say I like. for sure, regular M and M's are going to win out. Partly because they're not weird and deformed. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that, oh, okay. So that must be from the crunch then. Yeah. The crunch so, molecules are unpredictable sizes. Speaking of embarrassing things, Charlie told me something embarrassing in confidence, and I'm now going to violate that confidence oh, and share no. it with the world. <laughs> But, uh, oh, this part's hitting the floor of the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a marker right here. Okay. But apparently uh, part of the reason Charlie hasn't seen any of these Marvel movies is because he thought superhero movies were beneath him. That's not how I put it. <laughs> well, how'd you put it? <laughs> uh, Sounds like so. Probably along the lines of, yeah, I thought they were boring. <laughs> or I thought they were all the same. All right, I'm going to look this up now. Well, I mean... Don't help him. All right. The language Charlie used was, I kind of dismissed them. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's exactly what I used. So. Which is why the Mary Marvel Movie March is such a rousing success. Because it's not what you expected? Basically, it's it's changing my mind. Okay. It's, yes. Okay. Especially early on. It was just, I, I think every movie, especially up until the ones I had actually started watching in the late 90s, were very different than I expected. Not all fantastic. <laughs> mostly not fantastic, but... Only one of them's fantastic. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, different, uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> different properties. Well, I think it's safe to expect that Charlie wasn't expecting duck nipples, so... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find that duck's milk, Paul? <laughs> at Whole Foods. <laughs> oh yeah, I love ducks milk. We had coming it out with my night. own signature line of ducks milk. <laughs> I just had an idea. 
spider milk. Mm. <laughs> okay. Why do you let that idea come out of your ma- mouth? <laughs> <laughs> because if I had to endure the horror <laughs> of changing spider silk to spider milk, <laughs> so do you. All right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like you can milk the venom from a snake. Can you do it from a spider? Good question. Probably. I mean, you just get it to bite something like a cloth or whatever. And you put some sort of receptacle above it. Eating these Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) They did some sort of like genetic uh, experimentation with goats and spider material. DNA. Yeah. And so they have like silk in their milk. Yeah. Did that actually work out? Like I never heard anything about it. The top result on Google for spider milk is a BBC article from 2012 about the goats with spider genes and silk in their milk. So I think it's like that it hasn't hit the market yet. Um, it looks like uh, an article for something called BioSteel comes up. Huh. Seven to ten times as strong as steel if compared for the same weight. can stretch up to 20 times its unaltered size without losing strength properties. Uh, in a few hours, just like Spider-Man. It looks like the main problem was they couldn't get it into commercial quantities. Oh, trouble upscaling the process. Yeah. Okay. So, course, to stay in the labs and the web shooters of various vigilantes. See, I think I'm. I have a slightly like reverse form of uh, spider milk of me dismissing superhero movies in that I'm only excited if it's going to be kind of like a bad one. But I'm learning to like the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's, you know, these these quality releases, you know. Like, oh, I saw Black Panther. That was good. Like, I knew it was going to be good, so it was hard to be like, okay, I'll go see it. <laughs> it, it was oh. going to be not campy enough. I've got myself a bag of mozzarella and marinara flavored ruffles. going to do a second opinion on Adam's previous taste test of these. I seem to recall that he panned them. Basically said, well, it'd be okay for a party, but I don't think I'd want to sit down and, you know, choose to eat these. I mean, they were no all dressed. Mm. Or even a jalapeno ranch. Smells kind of like fried cheese. Here it goes. Very strong salt flavor. Mm. I guess I'm getting the mozzarella flavor. How about tomato? Like a, a hint of tomato, but the Tomato was just kind of overwhelmed by salt. Oh. Mm, man, I I feel really bad having to do this, but I think I have to agree with Adam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are these are mediocre. Hmm. Well, time to close the bag. <laughs> that that should always be the end of the segment. Just closing up the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk no, about the right and no wrong good. way to do it? That's what you do if you're no good. <laughs> we should talk about the right and wrong way to do it. <laughs> Which is exactly what I was segueing into. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. How do you guys close bag- chip bags? On the rare occasion that I don't finish them all, I just roll it up and lay it somewhere. <laughs> right, but how do you roll it up? Oh, uh, like a poster. So you like you like smooth out the the bag and then you just roll it down. If I'm feeling not very lazy, if I'm feeling really lazy, I'll give it a one fold because I'm coming right back to them. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. but, fine. But if I'm like uh, you know if I'm doing it how I think I should, yeah, I'll, I'll expel the excess air 
and you know roll it like a sleeping bag yeah i don't flatten it out but i do make sure to shove it against something so that it doesn't unroll itself oh yeah Definitely. like the back of the cabinet or whatever charlie what do you do uh very similar. I definitely get as much air out as possible, and I'll I'll roll it down. But then, either like at the top or when I'm near the end of rolling, I'll try to kind of fold the edges in a little bit, maybe just to give it a little bit more staying power. Oh. But again, you know, it's it's just like Paul is saying. If it's it's probably more the exception than the rule that <laughs> I'm having to uh, close these up because I'm usually finishing them. Yeah. Brienne does this weird thing that she claims she got from her family, which I totally believe, but I just haven't witnessed them doing it, where she, like, takes it and then, like, folds the top in like it's a paper airplane and then kind of rolls it down. Oh, like folds the the rim inward, kind of? Yeah, like like the corners in and then rolls it down. But the the cootie catcher uh, method. (laughs) Well, the effect is... The effect is always that suddenly you've just got this fold in a place that doesn't want to happen. So it always pushes against the bag and just opens the thing back up. And I'm like, where did you learn this? (laughs) Well, it could be for different types of bags that maybe they've just tried to translate that to chips and it doesn't work. Maybe for a more rigid bag that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Maybe just every time I'm just like, who taught you to roll a bag of chips? (laughs) So really, you just wanted our substandard so that you could uh, tell your wife that she's wrong. Well, I wanted to make sure that that I wasn't the only sane person in a <laughs> land of crazies. <laughs> Clearly, this segment will need to be cut. <laughs> this is a tag, baby. <laughs> Have you guys been seeing this quote-unquote like right way to seal a chip bag without a chip clip or whatever? Have you Have you seen this? No, no. no yeah. Oh, it's like basically some sort of method that, you know, makes you crinkle it a thousand times longer. Do they recommend this method for sun chip bags? Crinkle until it's, hearing loss. Occurs. Oh, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's where you uh, you like fold it down a few times, you know, like the traditional roll. But, you know, maybe just a few folds and then you kind of bend the sides inward and fold it on itself somehow to like tuck it under it's kind of like uh i don't know it's sort of like doing origami or something (laughs) but it keeps it shut without having to lay it against something or use a chip clip all these times where your bag of chips is suspended in midair with no surfaces to rest against (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right very minimalist kitchen no walls this is the astronaut uh closing (laughs) well yeah Yes, yes, it's how they actually close their chip bags in space. You know what? Those, uh, <laughs> those salt crumbs floating around. Some oil getting in your eye. Oh, we, we saw in The Simpsons how that goes. That's true. <laughs> uh, but maybe it's just for the situation where, I mean, if you ever gotten towards the bottom of a chip bag and it just doesn't have the weight when you close it to actually yeah. stay close. Yeah, at that point, something. you just say, hey, all right, I guess I'm finishing the bag now <laughs> and then you yeah. and then you dump it all to one corner and pour it into your mouth <laughs> yep nature's way of telling you, know, you that you need like to a, step up like a classy person it's better than like cutting it in cutting the bag open and then licking the inside 
Wow. That's a whole new level. <laughs> but how do you know you have a problem? Need more seasoning. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, an undergrad when our uh, sweet mate, John Shanks, was uh, really interested in how to fold a t-shirt. Like the most efficient way to fold a t-shirt. Do you remember that, Adam? Is this the like pinching and the corner thing? Exactly. Yeah. So there's some way yeah. you can do it in like one motion. Yeah. You fold your t-shirt, I guess, perfectly, except that, you know, it involves except a little bit more don't. finesse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a wad of t-shirt when you're done. <laughs> you know, I will point out that uh, in undergrad or uh, design day, somebody's mechanical engineering design project like the, the beginning design class was a machine where you pretty much put the t-shirt on it crank the wheel and it did the fold it actually the results were pretty good but i was unimpressed by how much setup it took <laughs> yeah that's the it's a tough thing to to scale to a household you know <laughs> use i was like by the time you got the shirt on the machine you might as well have just folded it by hand whatever way you felt <laughs> you just, weren't going to save any time that just sounds like every current home what? appliance but the actual fold yeah. was like pretty the, impressive. like the, the juicero and things right yeah maybe you should use the uh chip closing technique to squeeze the juice out of the bag <laughs> <laughs> so more that's the point where you can actually suspend your disbelief so more or less believable than the core uh see i only i only saw like 20 minutes of the core the gold standard of movie science they (laughs) they hacked the entire internet and then they were like uh drilling down to the earth's core and somebody died tragically in a completely predictable way I remember they reached a pocket where it was much cooler for unexplained reasons and they could walk around oh, outside. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're saying I should have kept watching? It's like Journey to the Center <laughs> of the Earth. That amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like a giant lizard down there. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's like an ocean. Yep. <laughs> there's an entire like group of people who have lived down there since time immemorial. Wait, 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 wait. Is Journey to the Center of the Earth a Hollow Earth story? I don't remember if it's completely like a Hollow Earth, but there's definitely stuff going on down there. And they went there's down like, through a volcano. Uh, definitely so like monsters no or something. Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember what the light source was inside. We'd have to probably go to the rock movie and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I only saw the sequel, Journey to the Mysterious <laughs> Island. <laughs> that's genuinely what it's called by the way is it oh wait. journey number two the mysterious island because it's totally a pun and who <laughs> and who is in this the rock you're serious dwayne the rock johnson and i think the kid who plays PETA <laughs> in the hunger games is in it too wow. so, oh i saw this goodness. on a, i saw this on an airplane it was perfect airplane fare oh my goodness wasn't that 3d as well where like Not there were specific the oh well yeah but there were specific scenes that are like <laughs> here's our 3D scene where like I remember there's one where like something bouncing off his chest like a yeah barrier or rock something flexing his uh, pecs <laughs> yeah individually yeah wait are we talking about the 2008 journey to the center of the earth well I was originally talking about the book but now we are 
Because <laughs> I think that's it. Looks like that's Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about over. the sequel. No way. That, wait, so you're right. Brendan Journey Fra- two is is. Oh okay, right. so they they upgraded to <laughs> for the mysterious island. Uh, you got you sure you guys aren't thinking of the Mummy series? Journey so two started with the Brendan mysterious Fraser. Island. Eventually, we got the Rock. Stars oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that that was like four years later. Yeah. What about the previous one? That's 2008. That is Brendan Fraser. Oh wow! I didn't. I guess I just assumed Hold the on. Rock was in both. <laughs> I oh. So it all is right. just like the Mummy. They just yeah yeah exactly. All all I'm, Brendan Fraser. My mind is blown here. <laughs> I can't handle this new information. <laughs> Bedazzled two sorry. Right? Dwayne the Rock. John. Now I want a blast from the past too with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'd I'd watch that. I would I would too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody call Hollywood. <laughs> you don't know us, but we're three people, and we would all watch this movie. <laughs> That's got to count for something, right? It's true. Hey, we got about as much of a much of a chance as the uh, remake of Last Jedi. Hey, they have two hundred million dollars, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson's on board. <laughs> are, are you not familiar with this, Paul? No. This is like the last day or so on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Um. Some some nut jobs were saying, "Oh, we we want to remake the Last Jedi to make it, I don't know, more agreeable to the the weird people who hated the Last Jedi and ran yes. that fun actress off of Instagram, Kelly Marie Tron." Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically are insane. My favorite part of the whole thing was the Seth Rogen tweets at them. <laughs> where he's just like, so explain to me how this is going to work. <laughs> given you don't have permission or a script <laughs> or actors yet. I didn't dig very far into the original tweet. Like I keep seeing the the retweet of it. And I just assumed that they were trolling. Like I didn't believe that anyone could. They may be. We don't they, know that for sure. We hope they are. Yeah. It's just on the line where I feel like it could be a pretty good troll. But then people like Seth Rogen and I don't know, even like Ron Howard. I don't remember. There's a lot of people responding to it as if it isn't. And I'm like, uh, these are pretty savvy people who I think would have figured it out by now. Unless they're trolling the trollers. Oh, like a double troll. Which I assume is what's happening with like Brian Johnson. and. Stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that you would really want to hire Ron Howard to uh, to fix your Star Wars movie. His track record doesn't seem that great, box <laughs> office-wise. <laughs> Zero of one. <laughs> they did kill the, uh, the side movies as a result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, oh, so bad. He killed other movies. Wait, so when, you, when I, they I say that it didn't perform well enough, does that mean it just didn't make, like... All the money. Crazy, ridiculous buttloads of money. Right. But it's still a perfectly profitable film. Is it profitable yet? Oh. It was a it uh, costs a lot of money. Yeah, right now it's made uh two hundred million. So, so uh, oh sorry, that's that's actually. domestic. Worldwide it's made three hundred forty five million. Oh then yeah, it's okay. Mm. So you know, it's doing fine, right? It's just not doing well for a Star Wars movie. Mm. Right? Because like probably the most accurate comparison would probably be Rogue One 
and uh, Rogue One ultimately made oh well well worldwide it made about a billion dollars domestically it made five hundred and thirty million mm. yeah. so Solo's pretty far behind on that yeah I really think the release schedule is not in, yeah. was not in Solo's favor yeah yeah they could have waited another six months or something yeah yeah I think uh, I think part of it is because the Marvel movies do so well and those are so frequent that. Disney figured they could do something similar with Star Wars. Yeah. But oh. I think the Marvel movies are distinct enough from each other that you can get away with that a little more. Whereas the Star well, Wars movies are a little more similar to each other, I think. Uh, yeah, I'd say if we've learned nothing else from this podcast, it, it definitely is that the, the Marvel movies have a variety to them. And even like the Marvel cinematic stuff, right? Like Ant-Man's like a heist movie and... Civil War is a big team up, and Doctor Strange is a kind of weird movie, and Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy, and Thor Ragnarok's a different kind of comedy, right? <laughs> Black Panther's a family film, so you know, there's there's variety. Yeah. Whereas the Star Wars movies are like various white people fighting the Empire. Sorry, alt right. Probably not white enough for the for the alt right, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, mm. not white and male enough mm. i thought part of the problem had to do with uh sexism act- too many actresses it's a yeah. really bizarre model, yeah. like, worldview right of just like i can only watch movies in which i can directly associate myself with the character and i can only directly associate myself with the character if they look almost exactly like me like what mm. like if you start from that and i think this is the argument that the people have made the people who are actually complaining about it, their argument is it's to the point where it's not natural to the story and it's jarring. Like for these people, the changes being made are so in your face that they take you out of the movie. Yeah, but these are also the people who saw like three Indiana Jones movies and things and came up with the wrong ideas from them. It's like, oh, don't punch those Nazis. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Both sides are for for those people. The best Indiana Jones movie is Crystal Skull because they fight commies. Well, no, because we're pro Russia now too, right? Oh, at least Temple of Doom because that involves ethnic, you know, groups. So (laughs) kill them all. Oh, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's the last darling of the alt right. Oh boy, we've got really got off the rails this time. Yeah. <laughs> Should have had a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can I can carve out one in the middle of everything. <laughs> it's well, like oh, well, my... Spider <laughs> Spider Man Two was just too sweet and innocent for this time. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing we didn't mention, we haven't mentioned so far is that Kay has a girlfriend who is an artificial intelligence, like a hologram projected into his household named Joy, J-O-I. Um, hey, Paul. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think Joy started as a J-O-I? <laughs> I didn't even notice that until now. <laughs> and now I feel like it absolutely 100% has to be intentional. <laughs> Like, because it just makes sense on so many levels. I just wrote down Joy J O I in my notes. Did, do I, I have like, to cut I that? I need to remember to. What is that? I need to talk to Paul about this. 
You know, I think it's the ultimate conclusion of the JOI. <laughs> right. I mean, like, have you ever seen that that ad for the, you know, it's like that virtual companion hologram Japanese thing? Vaguely, yeah. She kind of reminded me of that. I was like, oh, okay, once the technology gets there, that's what this will be. Yeah, so really credit to Ryan Gosling for treating her as well as he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I, I actually found that to be a very, very interesting relationship. So, yeah, the question back to you then is, all right, Spielberg, he's saying this in order to make some sort of point. I mean, you can talk about what you define as a movie or not, but what's what does that get you? So what does your definition get you? What is that telling us? Anything? Or is it just, are you just sorting things? Or is there a reason to define something as a movie versus a TV movie or a streaming movie? I think he's doing it because of what he thinks is going to happen. I think I'm doing it in part because of the nature of the experience. Okay. Acknowledging there's gray areas, right, where we can project things that aren't movies in theaters. This is why the Logan Paul supercut is actually an interesting question, right? Because we have to be, we have to, you know, draw lines between like movies intended for theatrical release versus like the phantom films. Is it phantom? The company that does like special event things like the, here's the metropolitan opera performance of something one night only screenings. Like that's probably not a movie, even though it was in a theater. But I think there's something to be said about the idea of things that are designed to be like how they're designed to be consumed. Yeah. So I isn't that the same thing that he's saying? I don't actually know what he's saying. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's up in his own head. Well, maybe I can read more into it. But I would yeah. have guessed that's what he was trying to say is that, yeah, they were meant to be consumed different ways. And therefore, they have different properties. Yeah, I think this ties in with a deeper question, though. And that is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Because, <laughs> well, you laugh, yep. right? but on some no, level, this is the same conversation we're having right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crunchy mint next? Yeah, I think that'll be good. Okay. Cleanser. I've got this one, so I've, I can also partake. Ooh. Does Paul oh. have any of these? I don't. Oh, no. Strong mint scent when you open the bag. Oh, oh yeah. Really takes me really takes me back to like third grade and like the candy bar fundraisers you right. had to do. Why why does this one not say on the front whether it's artificial or natural? I gotta actually look at the ingredient. This one we got a natural flavor. Sort of like a regular green color and a brown and then like a light mint green color. So this is another three-color one. Yeah, it kind of smells junior mint-y. Yeah. These ones are still misshapen. Hmm. They, they kind of remind me of uh, peas that you'd get in a, a seed packet. Like, not as <laughs> yeah. wrinkly, but close. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good. A nice minty flavor, but not too strong. Still got the chocolate in there. Yeah, I guess the downside is it does just kind of taste like a junior mint, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, um, Thin Mints actually except with kind of like yeah. a, a kind of yeah. texture i like a little bit more i don't know i'm a fan yeah i'd say seven out of ten i can give these an eight i'm i'm also gonna say eight wow i would continue to buy bags of these <laughs> for, Over- for sharing size bags uh, uh maybe a regular size bag but does that mean that uh you may have to give it your vote because i think we are still in the voting period for at least a few more weeks 
ends 5:25:18, and today is 4:27:18. So yes, we are. I have to ask, Adam. Yeah. Did you read Frankenstein? Yes, I have read Frankenstein. Wuthering Heights. I have read Wuthering Heights. And you thought Catcher in Their Eye was worse? Oh, way worse. So so much worse. I don't even know you. <laughs> Prayer for Owen Meany was better. Uh, I didn't like A Prayer for Owen Meany, but I didn't hate it. Heart of Darkness was better. Hmm. I didn't read that. That's a that's a hard read, despite being very short. It's a dense one. Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an hour a page. That's Wuthering Heights for me. See, at least Wuthering Heights it. was like well written. I disagree. I made it like less than a hundred pages in and just read the spark notes for the rest. <laughs> Still took me like hours and hours. Don't actually know I've ever read the Spark Notes for anything. Honestly, oh, that's what got me through college. I mean, I have just I have elected to just not read things. <laughs> uh, the Spark Notes were good enough that I was able to use it on the AP English. I think it was a literature exam as my topic, despite not having finished it. Yeah, I got like a four right. on that exam. Way worse. Oh my gosh, Catcher in the Rye! Barely, I could barely get through Catcher in the Rye. Wow, I just, I just wanted him to just <laughs> shut up. I was like, just stop talking. Can we just let's just have the rest of the book be blank pages, <laughs> right? <laughs> or you fell asleep, and it's just the the letter Z for ninety more pages. That would be preferable to what I actually got. Wow. I feel like I'm Alex right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hot yeah. Yeah, I'll buy your take. I don't like, I don't like people who think that J.D. Salinger was trying to make a sympathetic character and failed. Like, I think I, he did no, what he I, set I out to do. Bad. And yeah, if you don't like, like, yeah, I, you don't have to I, sit I, there I, and read a book if you're not enjoying it. I understand that he's not attempting to write a sympathetic character, but I don't understand why we should therefore care. Hmm. And because it's art to me is not a good like answer. It'd be a toss up between that and a separate piece. Oh, uh, like a separate, a separate piece was it felt like somebody was given a task in a college course, maybe even high school using symbolism, like just like symbolism heavy, you know, just all about that. And that's what they came up with. Oh, well, my students in my uh, high school English class were having a difficult time picking up on symbolism. So I thought I would just write a book to make it easier for them. <laughs> And that turned out to be in the curriculum of every high school across the nation. I'd <laughs> rather read Ethan Frome again. I didn't have to read that. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, geez, you want to talk about a character that you, you kind of just want to slap around a bit. Yeah, that Ethan Frome's a good one. <laughs> slap some sense into that, dude. How do we Can you get not see topic? that everything wrong with your life is your own fault? Oh, that's my fault. I think that should be a new segment. Like, people we want to slap some sense into. <laughs> and this is the literary edition of that segment. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? Um, uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> no. How did we, we, we started at 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, 40-year-old oh, virgin. Oh, that's how we got there. Yeah. Man children, yes. And you were saying that A.O. Scott had made a mistake in putting <laughs> that there instead of Hulk. <laughs> Again, I think it was A.O. Scott's uh, intent. <laughs> you may not have enjoyed reading his list, but. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we officially 
mentioned it in the actual podcast recording proper, but Dan Hess is in fact a real person in that uh, he has some ratings for Nintendo games on our website. <laughs> we didn't just make up a name and add it to uh, pad our ratings. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a real person who cares about this other than us. Look, his name is Dan. <laughs> You know, I, I could see Adam inventing a person to put in that spreadsheet to weight scores, you know, in a direction that he wanted it to go. <laughs> Alex rated, I rated this a two. I want it to be an eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Pablo over here, who you guys have never met, but he said it was a 10. <laughs> he said it was a 15. All right, let's finish up with Crunchy Espresso. Yeah, this is another Ooh. one where I'm pretty sure I'm I, not going to like it. but Oh, man, really? I've got high hopes, but it does say artificial flavor. Ooh. I like the smell. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, I sort of like smell. subtle coffee flavor. If it's super it, bittery coffee, then I'm not a huge fan. Do you drink coffee, Adam? Uh, I only drink lattes. Okay. So I need... I need the coffee to be cut by by milk and whipped cream. Does a latte start with an espresso? Yeah, it's an espresso plus uh, steamed milk. Okay. Down the hatch? Down the hatch. Of these dark brown, light brown, and whitish or brownish white. white. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is that the same off-white as the raspberry? We can do an easy comparison, can't we? Yeah. You could play some humorous pranks by switching these out. Uh, it's a, it's, <laughs> the M is a different one by color, one sorted. But I think the M and M itself, like the main color, appears to be the same. It's a fairly intense coffee flavor. I don't think I'd recommend mixing the uh, raspberry and espresso. <laughs> Me either. I did the same thing. <laughs> I put them both in my hand and then lost track. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, yeah, right." <laughs> like. I don't know if you've ever had the coffee flavored yogurt, but this is that's kind of what this reminds me of. Oh, really? I've not yeah. had that. It's a little different, though. It's a little different. Reminisce. All right, let's find out what a mint espresso tastes like. I think mm. I'm gonna have to give the espresso seven and a half. I kind of, I kind of screwed myself by giving the raspberry such a high rating to begin with. Mint espresso is better than you would expect. But uh, I think I'm going to give Crunchy Espresso, uh, what did I give the other one? Seven out of ten? This is probably six and a half out of ten. Then. I might give this a seven. It, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. I don't find the coffee to be super overpowering, but I don't know. I don't know if I could eat a whole bag, though. Have you tried yeah. Mint Espresso yet, though? I just did. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. You're missing out. They're shaped like Red Bull cans. Oh, they're going for the boutique tall skin. Oh, like the, like the special, yes. yeah, like the special Pepsi kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like the black currant and all that. Yeah. But instead of making it high quality, it's Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> is it like old Diet Coke? Like, is it aspartame sweetened? Uh, aspartame and Ace K. Okay. And, and I don't know about you, but. Uh, for me, if I What's drink it? too much, if I drink too much acesulfame potassium sweetener, a persistent sweet taste in my mouth—it's hmm. quite terrible. You know, I don't think I experienced that, but I probably just deadened my uh, 
Well, if you just keep <laughs> washing it down. Yeah, I just, more. I just got so used to it from drinking all that Pepsi Max. <laughs> well, I, Which is I pretty tried... much just straight Ace K. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried Googling it, but it didn't come up with much. I didn't try it that hard, though. Some I've even seen uh, some some pops you'll run into even have like all three of the major. You know, they have the Ace K, the Sucralose, and yep, yep. the Aspartame. It's like they might as well just throw some uh, saccharin some saccharin in there while they're at it. <laughs> maybe some, maybe even some like stevia just for good measure. <laughs> So they can say it's got with stevia with, with natural fla- <laughs> natural sweetener, <laughs> and then it has like this tiny asterisk and artificial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although better than if it were Diet Pepsi because that's that stuff is undrinkable. You know I don't like it ever since they. I mean I yeah. like I like it all right, but ever since they switched to the switched from the yep. classic uh, aspartame sweetening formula. Well, you can still yeah, get the classic kind. The classic and, is all, and that is what I do markets. get if I'm gonna get it. Yeah, in some markets. Yeah, I mean the the classics all right, but the new stuff doesn't even taste like soda to me. It just tastes like vile chemicals. Wait, how's that not soda? <laughs> Are you drinking the fancy, expensive it's, kinds? Well, not yeah, drink, you're gonna not just drinking the Meyer brands and the Kroger oh. brands, Big K. Come on, man! If you're gonna ruin your health, you might as well enjoy it. I've I've just switched to uh, mixing uh, seltzer water and you know a little bit of food grade, a little bit sure. of food grade H two O two. What? You gotta get that burning something. <laughs> you know, for the tang. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's you know H2O2. it's two O two. It's even better than the phosphoric acid in there, you know. Peroxide tastes so gross. <laughs> oh, what? What do you mean? Oh, I mean, I, I guess Why I do don't. Know? I don't think that I've ever tasted it, to my knowledge. Oh, you've never like gargled with hydrogen peroxide? Not so a thing. I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah. Is so, like yeah, a, is that an on-label use? Like, can you do that? Does I think say, so. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to swallow, swallow it. Though. Oh, like if you <laughs> right. get like a cut in your mouth or yeah. something, like you're okay. Fair enough. More, more like for uh, like antibacterial purposes. Yeah. Uh, you just used it for like dyeing your hair. You know, like when the carpet has to match the drapes. <laughs> so you just pour it all over your crotch? It has to match. <laughs> Otherwise, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> don't forget swipe, the eyebrows and underarms. Or left or whichever way. <laughs> The carpet doesn't match the drapes. <laughs> I don't care what color either one is. They just have to be the same. <laughs> so if the lady uh, dyes her hair pink, does that still hold for you? Uh, especially yeah. if they're dyeing their hair pink. <laughs> Might as well go all the way. Like It just ruins the immersion. <laughs> <laughs> Does that take us from uh, manga territory to H manga <laughs> yeah. territory? Yeah, I mean, if if uh, you know, hentai stuff, anything. <laughs> so I've got this candy bar here. Oh, what flavor? A Snickers peanut butter crisper. 
Oh, I saw those in the convenience store yesterday. Didn't get one though. No, I did. So I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it here on the podcast. And uh, I'm opening it up, and it looks like a square. Wait, is this a is this another edition of the Gobeski Chocolates Report? Yes, it is. And uh, I'm biting into it. Mm. Yeah, I just don't think I really like the crispy rice and the Snickers. I just don't think it's what I want. What do you want? I think I'm just content with the nougat and, you know, filling. Do the crispiness and, like, the caramel conflict with each other or the peanut butter? Like, just the differing textures? I don't know. I guess there was some caramel. But, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. But I still think I like just the regular peanut butter Snickers better. Those squares. I do really enjoy those. They are my second favorite Snickers after just Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> is this like a trend, like the crunchy chocolate snacks? I mean, like special edition crunchy stuff? No. What else do you have I mean, in mind? Well, the M&Ms. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Probably just to uh, save money on materials. Oh. Sell somebody crisp rice, it's basically just air. That's true. I'm going to go with accident at the cereal factory. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the name of our podcast <laughs> uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon had recently come out Ooh, <laughs> everyone's uh, really into I'm, the wuxia I realize I'm in the minority on this but I did not care for that movie at all I and I understand that they were you know trying to emulate some sort of theater thing but it made it unwatchable for me. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. You're entitled to be wrong. Can't you come up with a new catchphrase? <laughs> I hear that <laughs> from you so much. That works. Maybe if you'd stop being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have to hear it so often. That's Dang a zinger. Zinner. <laughs> zinner. <laughs> Some people don't want to degrade what the definition of a sandwich is by including a hot dog. Yet, I think, yeah, we could have the same runaround argument where we're trying to define, well, it's got bread, it's got meat, it can have different toppings in the middle, and you can close it even. Actually, I think my favorite one of those is, is a sandwich wrap a sandwich? (laughs) Uh, Here's the question. Is a sandwich wrap a sandwich? Yes. So is a burrito a sandwich? Yes. Okay. You're you're consistent. Good job. All right. You're consistent, but you're wrong. (laughs) Does pineapple go on pizza? (laughs) Uh, That we can all agree on, I think. Yeah, definitely not. No, no. (laughs) Definitely not. What? Absolutely not. (laughs) I did actually talk to a couple semanticists about the hot dog sandwich question right uh the answer seems to be that it's not a sandwich because we already have a word or a term for it that works instead so while we could argue about the technical merits of the word sandwich because we have a term hot dog or quesadilla or burrito or whatever we're inclined to not think of those as sandwiches because we already have separate words for them yeah, I don't know. Like, generic meat product sandwich doesn't really have the same ring to it as hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, but on some level, that's the idea, right? Is we have this term hot dog. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to think of hot dogs as sandwiches because we have this term hot dog. We don't. They're not called sandwiches. They're called hot dogs. It's a sort of like semantic 
pull factor. Like if you could think of sort of like a magnet almost. So then sandwich wrap. (laughs) (laughs) So So a sandwich wrap is a type of sandwich because it has the word sandwich in it. Oh, I thought it was a type of wrap. Well, it is also. (laughs) I call them wraps. I don't really consider them the sandwiches. Okay. Well, obviously, you're going to have variation on this. As you can tell by the hot, or, you know, when people ask this question, are hot dog sandwiches, right? And you get variation. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the two pieces of bread aren't supposed to touch. But then that's a but. Okay. But then what about like a Subway sandwich? Is that not a sandwich? Because they don't, they don't separate the pieces of bread. They're all sandwiches. Oh, they're all sandwiches. Yeah. They're all sandwiches. In the, my actual book, but yes, you could have the argument that that is also not a sandwich. You could yeah. use the hot dog argument. If you argue that hot dog's not a sandwich, you could use the same argument on the sub. Right. Or on the Philly cheesesteak. But, but that's one of those things that people are yes. loath to do, I think, to a large degree. Yeah. Is a calzone a sandwich? <laughs> um, For me, a calzone, I think, is a type of sandwich. What? Pizza sandwich. <laughs> That's like Brianne's <laughs> response. What? <laughs> We've caused many problems in the Gabeski household tonight. <laughs> it's all new canon. Oh, it's a clean slate. But with all this food, it's not making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that we can all agree on, right? <laughs> well, that's... clearly I need to try raspberry espresso now. now. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll try that one for science, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that... Uh, the combinations of them will weird. end up being uh, an average of the scores. It, that was weird. No it was synergy. almost like they neutralized each other. Got to try it again. Oh, weird. You're not wrong, Doug. Unexpected. What is it? Just like tastes like I chocolate think, at I that point? Rasp- no, I think the raspberry wins out. It it's does like, win out a little bit, but yeah. It's like you get kind of a chocolate and then a raspberry and not much coffee. And lastly, you need to try all three at once. I'd say the medicinal taste goes away a little bit when you actually combine them. Really interesting. So what flavor would you vote for? Hmm. Mint. Yeah, probably mint. I mean, espresso is kind of interesting. Like, yeah. mint I expected to be pretty much what it was. I think if you combine all three, I think the mint wins out. It was all just, to me, it was kind of like there's a party in my mouth and it's not going well. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to cast your vote, you still can. There's still time. Just go to www.paypal.com, input charlie at gobeskywallsreport.com, <laughs> and then if you want Raspberry to win, input five into the dollar amount area. <laughs> if you want mint to win, put 20, and if you want espresso to win, 30. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be right back. I think I need a, I think I need a soda to cleanse my palate off. <laughs> <laughs> And be sure to vote as many times as you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm only going to vote once. So whichever one of those gets the most votes from my PayPal will get one vote. <laughs> ah, <laughs> clever. It's like a penny war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Doug, you okay? I mean, I'll be okay, but oh, my. Did did, um, your, did your cola mix with the flavors create something even worse? Uh, Yeah. Charlie, it's not too late. Do not cleanse your palate with wild cherry Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. But that's my go-to palate cleanser. (laughs) (laughs) That washes everything away. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it reacts as it washes. <laughs> it's like a scorched earth in my mouth. <laughs> it's like it's like hydrogen peroxide on a cut. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. Wow. I think it's an appropriate way to end uh end the segment for this episode. <laughs> I waited three weeks for this. <laughs> Actually, I think it's probably more like five weeks. Yeah. Ooh, a lot of weeks. Yeah. So so is A.O. Scott a movie critic or a movie polemicist? Hmm. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to. We already have. A.O. Scott to me is like sort of like on the opposite end of the spectrum from like Roger Ebert. Oh, did Roger Ebert typically like movies that normal people would enjoy? Yeah. I think he was much more like an everyman. Yeah. Much more amenable to common fare. And, you know, he liked all, he liked the art stuff too. Like, but he also liked, you know, the popcorn movies and stuff for the most part. He wasn't necessarily trying to be deliberately contrarian. Yeah. I read his review for Homeward Bound and he basically said like, uh, I expected to hate the movie and then was really surprised that I liked it. So <laughs> he had things like that or like he would change his mind on reviews like later if he decided that he was like an asshole on the day that he wrote the review. He'd be like, oh, I went back and watched it again. And it's not that bad. <laughs> see, see, I don't get from, I don't necessarily get from A.O. Scott that he's trying to be contrarian. It's more like uh more All like right. a drug addict who who needs harder and harder stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week on Doug slanders the critics. <laughs> Definitely not going to put A.O. Scott drug addict in the uh, show notes. I don't want that to be searchable. <laughs> Tag. Big long list of tags for every episode. <laughs> Sort by tag, A.O. Scott. <laughs> A.O. Scott hyphen drug addict. A.O. Scott slut hyphen pusher. A.O. <laughs> Scott hyphen wrong. This is every episode. A.O. Scott hyphen right with a zero next to it. <laughs> Welcome to our uh, sixth episode where we're almost through the opening credits. <laughs> we're go- we go frame by frame a frame a minute <laughs> I have to say I really like the first three seconds of Hero <laughs> <laughs> it was just the chord just playing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I- I'm talking to, like just because I saw the theatrical by myself, so that's why I'm able to say any of this. Me too, me too. But I didn't see the Spider-Man in a good in a good. Oh, viewing, I see. Though, yeah, so. yeah. Well, you're welcome to join me um, this following Wednesday for my Spider-Man podcast. Uh, <laughs> are, are you going to come anywhere near me, like Chicago, for that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Live from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Followed up by Paul the watches Daredevil. Where we only watched the 2002 Spider-Man. <laughs> Every week we discuss a new minute. <laughs> it's on WBEC Tuesdays at 3 a.m. I mean, he's not quite as reliable as like 
looking at a Rolling Stone review and deciding the opposite of whatever they say. <laughs> but... <laughs> Read the article already translated into the opposite of every statement. Just like, <laughs> right. yeah. Oh my gosh. I agree. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go read some pitchfork thing? now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something we could come up with with machine learning? Something that'll process an article and just come up with the opposite. Ooh. You just have to preface every statement with it is the case that or it is not the case that (laughs) (laughs) that would work it'd be a little clunky at first but that's how you know if there wasn't just a discrete example of that exact sentence then it would just you know just phone it in and it is not the case that (laughs) lots of double negatives throughout yeah some good material for episode 150 here. <laughs> <laughs> now to find the article that I most disagree with. <laughs> it's like Roger Ebert's review. <laughs> it is not the case that I hate, 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 hated <laughs> the movie North. <laughs> this movie. <Yeah. laughs> oh, you want to get sued for slander? Publish that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that'd be libel. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. J. Jonah Jameson could teach you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, I hope you all enjoyed listening to those clips as much as I enjoyed editing them. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yes. Great. For context, I enjoyed editing them. <laughs> <laughs> really hated these. <laughs> I wanted you to feel the hate that I felt. <laughs> As I was putting these clips together. Through you. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, see you again in episode 175 where we'll have some more exciting clips that didn't quite make it into episodes. And you should probably listen to the episodes between now and then, too. Wait, what happens in 150? Um, oh, we haven't decided that yet. Um, live on location in um, uh, Saskatchewan. Ooh, I've never been. I'm always excited about places I've never been to. Anyway, I'm Adam Gobeski. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Charlie Wallace. Have a nice time in Saskatchewan. You're going to be there, right? Um, It's going to be live with an audience. (laughs) Oh, that's right. If you're listening to this right now, that means you have to go. Your ticket is paid for by Charlie. Um... That's our show. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook, just like the Gobeski Wallace Report. And you can also follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And check out our website, thegobeskywallacereport.com. That's probably the important bit. Well, yeah, I guess all the other links are there. So if you remember <laughs> one thing, remember that. Not your name, but GobeskiWallaceReport.com. <laughs> More important than your name. Wow, we sure have had a lot of great times on the Go Pesky Wallace Report, huh? How come all your outros that you do start with like "Wow"? <laughs> it's "Hey everybody" and "Wow." What? What? Well, you told me to mix it up, so I started with "Wow." What? What should I be doing? Something that doesn't sound like you're faking it. Hot diggity! Those were some good clips. Yeah. Anyway, uh... that's some tasty clips right there. I want some more. Yum yum. I'm glad we have a tag for our tag show. <laughs> <laughs>